They took our water, Amy, and they're not giving it back. I'm thrilled. I don't just want women to stand up. I want women to jump, fly, maybe. Mm. Hey, and welcome to Bigger Issues. Hi, welcome to Bigger Issues. My name's Tom. I'm Lockie. I'm Amy. This week, we're talking politics. We're talking about the state election. Uh, Usually, with Bigger Issues, we try to avoid uh, getting overly political getting you know we have a big focus on bias uh if you listened last week you'd know all about uh, who we are and, and what we do uh, but if you're new to the show uh this is bigger issues with lucky tom and amy uh yeah yeah so um it's an interesting topic for us because what we kind of try to do is bring in independent voices and uh interesting unbiased voices that give you the facts and that's something that we've done this Mm, week absolutely yeah and so we've done that this week we've kind of brought in a a varied very interesting group of people that have interesting voices but also they've kind of got they kind of got something to say Mm. you know what i mean i know Mm. what you mean yeah and that's what you look for in politics and good journalism yeah it is really good journalism to kind of bring in these these and not to toot our own horn but it's good journalism to bring in these interesting voices. Exactly. Mm. And not just looking at left and right. There are other directions. Mm. Do, you un- do you get what I mean? Like- no, I know what you mean. Sometimes there's more like, uh, you know, that one in the middle. That core one, mm. kind of, you would say. It starts say. with a C. Mm. I know it starts with a C, but I just can't Circle. Think. It's kind of like the circle of politics. We'll have yeah. them explaining it later. Mm. Uh, that is, we're, we're, I guess we'll introduce that a bit later. But yeah, we're really excited to have uh, those few uh, guests in. Something else that we're going to be talking about later on, uh, right at the end of the show, we're going to do a bit of a fringe wrap-up. So if you're not so into politics, but you do love uh, arts and culture, uh, we'll have something for you right at the end of the show. Yeah, but before we get into the rest of the show, um, we just want to do a response uh, to an article that was that was published about bigger issues in the Adelaide University Student Magazine, on D. Mm. Uh, and we'd only been one episode into the show at this point when it was published mm. and it kind of says these these are uh, things that um aren't are completely true. unwarranted uh one might say slanderous they aren't true and uh you know what they got published uh we Not were sure in talks about this exactly amy we, we were in talks about this with on d we were saying well it has to have disclaimers on it uh ended up with a couple of disclaimers on the end but they still did it we thought that they wouldn't uh, publish mm. it uh, if, the, if it had to have these, these taglines, these disclaimers, but they did it anyway. So there you go. If you, if you can read it on D, pick it up, have a look at what we have to go through when we run shows like this. Especially, it's good content to listen to, to read before you listen to the show because, you know, if, if we're covering content, you need to know the background on us. And if there's false information going around, you need to know that false information so you can know the correct information. And it gives you a great highlight on what bias is and mm. why we've decided to do this show and why what we're up against, kind of. Exactly, because of content like that. Now, if you think about this in terms of Star Wars, if you were in the Star Wars universe, you might see a lot of propaganda about the Rebels, about Han Solo, about Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. uh, and that would be from the evil empire. Mm. But then you get, to the, you get to see the Rebels and you understand that they're the good guys. And this is kind of the situation that, that you're in right now. Now, you're hearing uh, these slanderous accusations set against us and, and saying that we are aggressive or we're, the, fa- the show is going to fail and, uh, and stuff like that. None of it's true. None of it's true. Um, and we are still here giving you an unbiased, true 
look at mm. current affairs today. But if you want to write into Ondi, you can do that at uh, Ondi, uh, which is spelt O-N-D-I-T, uh, mag, M-A-G, at gmail.com. If you want to let them know how you really feel uh, about this slanderous article that's been written against us, uh, and if you want to maybe write something that's uh, for us. Yeah, um, mm, a response. We'd, we'd really appreciate that. They would that. have to publish and that we are if they're of, going to show the other side. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Well, we, we're counting on you, uh, the listener, to kind of stick up for us because we, we're in a precarious position here. These things being said about us, mm. um, they could have serious effects on, on our show and on, on our careers, on our uh, time Lively at the else. Adelaide University. Mm. Uh, otherwise, if you want to uh, praise uh, or, or maybe give some genuine criticism to us, uh, you can call uh, us right now uh, on 0871325000. Yeah. And just before we, we go on to the top three, which is our new segment, Top Three Stories of the Week, I just want to say um, to the writer of the article uh, in the On D magazine that just came out this week, uh, Malcolm Middleton, You've messed with some dangerous people, and we've got a platform, all right? And we're going to do what we can to take you down. Word. All right? You say this kind of stuff about us, we're not messing around, all right? We're going to come at you. You have not even thought about what's, what the repercussions of what you've done, all right? Now, if you want to come on the show next week and come in and talk to us about, about how you feel about the show in an unbiased way, then that's a good thing. But if you keep, saying, keep spreading these articles around, bad things are going to happen to you, all right? I also don't understand how something I said at a pub as a joke, kind of in confidence, has now rocked up as a serious article. Like some of the things that, that are in there that, that, that Mr. Middleton says that I say are completely, completely ridiculous and taken completely out of context. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with Lockie. I mean, it's a sh if we had more time on the show, I think we'd, we'd all uh, like to give a, a real serious defence, uh, a real explanation you know, some people, some some of those rumours are more believable than others. You know, some of them about Lockie are just plain ridiculous. Oh, just unfair. But yes, on to our news segment. Bigger issues, top three, number one. All right, so number one this week, the Russian nerve agents that we used to um, kill uh, more than one, and I, I'm hearing that it's possibly... Uh, a large number of people across the world, but particularly what we're talking about is how in the UK, ex-Soviet spies were killed by Russia using a nerve agent that could only be used by Russia. Now, this isn't confirmed, everyone, so don't get super alarmed, but the UK has called out Russia uh, and has said that they must reply by midnight uh, and tell them what is going on with this nerve attack situation. Um, it has actually hit midnight and nothing has been said so mm. far. So we're, we're, what we're talking about here is what's called a developing story. Uh, so there are some very interesting complications there. And we do not want to alarm anyone. That is not no. what we're here to do. We're not, we're not, you know, war of the worlds here, just, just freaking people out. But, but we do want to stand with our UK counterparts in... Uh, I, I guess what you call solidarity. Absolutely. You know, they're obviously yeah. giving uh, Russia a bit of the silent treatment over this one, and I think we we're allied with them. You know, we're not allied with Russia. Uh, some of the some of the things that we hear about Russia, you know, aren't really that yeah. that fantastic. Could you equate this to some of your relationships, Tom? You saying the silent treatment? Would you say that's an effective analogy? Uh, in my experience of using the silent treatment, yes, because when I use it, it works, and usually females uh, do uh, message me back 
And you know, there's mm. that, there's that, again, we were talking about uh, use of technological language and uh, young, young people speak uh, with our guest last week. Um, but I guess the, I, the idea of double messaging Mm. Uh, which so I guess that's what's happening. That's here. what's happening when when I so what so I you've think you've seen it. Russia yep. uh, silent treatment. Russia has seen it. Russia has seen the message. Yeah, which is silence. Okay, right. guys. Well, I mean, you're talk, you're coming at it from a kind of technological young people speak uh, position, but I just want to say, as someone who has studied international relations, the best way forward here for the UK is kind of just to let. Let Russia kill who it wants. Let the, let them take out these ex spies. Just let them do whatever on on your soil. It's it's okay because you don't want to provoke. You don't want to provoke anything, right? You don't want to cause any any confrontation. So I mean, let them do it. They're only killing ex Soviet spies. These aren't uh, these aren't just um, Joe Britain or uh, you know what I mean. They're not they're not the uh, the average common person mm. of Britain. And they're not the kind of people they have to stand up for. So just let them do what they want, uh, and nothing bad will happen as long as you just let appease them. Let, let them get what they want. They'll stop there. I guess it's like if you became a spy, then you've that you've that's the life that you choose to live. You know, con- constant fear over whether other Russian spies are going to kill you. Yeah, it's like what they said to us about the On D article. It's like you choose, you choose to uh, take the risks. Mm. Yeah. Well, I reckon we'll go on to our next one. Number two. Uh, moment of silence for science, guys. Stephen Hawking died. Uh, really sad. That is really sad. Oh, that's a shocking uh, revelation. Uh, uh, Tom, I know you were a big fan. I was a big fan. Uh, that movie came out recently. Uh, that was the the one about the Enigma code. Yes. Yeah. Oh. That's that's that, that is oh, about guys. a smart. Well, I didn't actually read the running sheet before we did the show, and it's I know it's live, but like <laughs> I can't really talk right now. Like he, he was. That's really really affects me. He was me. a hero of yours. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Ah, oh, like the guy just like. The stuff that he was saying about about black holes and, and space and that kind of stuff really inspired me. And it's the it's the kind of thing that I want to do in the future. And I watched Interstellar, and I just want to. I kind of want to get into that that area where you go out and go into black holes and, Ooh, and stuff like that. I didn't. Oh, I didn't realize that because you uh, we before the official first episode of Bigger Issues, we did a uh, an episode filling in for some good mates and. You you were talking about your experience in, in America uh, at various places which we literally can cannot name, um, and, and about your uh, passion for space. And I think uh, I didn't realize, but Stephen Hawking was was such a big influence on that. So yeah, thanks thanks Stephen. You know, up if you if if you're out there. Well, I hope um, his I- name doesn't come up again tonight because it's just gonna. It's going to make me have a breakdown. I'd be surprised if it will, you know. I'm sure he's solving the secrets of the heavens, you know. That's uh, that's what he would be doing, mm. you know. Yeah. Well, I think for any person who has spent their life uh, seeking something greater, I think, you know, passing away, passing on to that ne- to that next thing is probably the best release you can have. Well, at least the, the people on Earth still have bigger issues. We're still around and we're still giving you the unbiased... News that maybe Stephen Hawking would have would have wanted you to to listen to. I'd love to go to a song right now just to sort of console Lockie a bit, but uh, we're going to go to our next story. Number three. Okay, so uh, officially 
Stephen Marshall uh, won the leadership debate, the uh, South Australian leadership leadership debate. He was uh, declared the winner today uh, after an independent panel of the bigger issues judges mm-hmm. uh, went over the uh, SA leadership uh, leadership debate again for the the fifth time and we kind of finally collated our responses to it over the five times we watched it and we have all unanimously decided that Stephen Marshall was the winner of the leadership debate and we must remind listeners as well that the bigger issues team is is much more than just the three of us here it extends out into uh, our producers and directors and interns uh you know some some to some of who are our family and friends mm-hmm. um but it's it's much more than just the voices that you're hearing on air. Yeah, um, and I feel like he had those X factors. He had the he had the tenacity to challenge the other two. He had the kind of the humour. He mm. had the the. He dressed the smartest as well. I think I think he took that. Well, so that's that one blue, of the factors. That blue tie. Oh. oh, yeah, he did well. He came in. He he was strong. He had the policies. He had the ideas. That were absolutely necessary to just clinch the the win for the leadership debate, mm. and I think when it's one of those, it's a pretty classic Osley Battler story. You know, Stephen Marshall's been uh, he hasn't been in power for quite a long time now, and that real underdog mentality really pushed him through. I thought. I thought. Yeah, I think you could really easily see that on his face that he was going, "I'm the underdog. I got to make it work. I'm the underdog. I got to make it work." And that's kind of what I say to myself. Um, when I come into bigger issues every day, mm. and and it, it's kind of what what you know drives me through making these episodes. Still, guys, we're going to have to wait till March seventeenth to find out if the rest of South Australia agreed with us. I mean, uh, I'd be surprised if they wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I doubt they'll disagree with us, Amy. That's kind of a silly. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, people listen to bigger issues to get kind of unbiased, uh, unpolitical news, mm. and people know that it's unbiased, so they will. They will take us seriously. So in a way, you could say empirically, Stephen Marshall has won the election in a way. Well, I don't want to draw any ties to uh, imperialism. Of course, of course. I forgot that was a bit of a sticky issue for you. A bit of a sticky, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess, uh, I, I mean, what did you guys think of the other um, two leaders? Okay, well, there's one that we can't name, obviously. Uh so Jay Weatherall was was okay. He was a bit quiet. Didn't have much uh, energy, in my opinion. The other guy, uh, well, I should just specify that we're we're not really allowed to talk about him in particular on the show. Um, previously, when we ran the Bigger Issues podcast, we ran into difficulties using his voice on the show, and we've kind of got into a very uh, precarious situation with him. So we don't want to push any, any of his buttons. No, no worries. But but I I thought that uh, Jay Weatherall he's not really good at making eye contact. That's something that I... Oh, that's something important to you? Yeah. In my experience uh, on, like, the debating teams in, in high school, uh, we won a lot as well. Mm. Uh, it was eye contact was always one of those really important things. And as a viewer, he just I, his eyes were going everywhere. Mm. Whilst I do agree with you with that, I love his hand gestures. They draw me in. Mm. As much as the eye contact pushes you away, the hand gestures kind of draw you back. Mm. I mean, it's, I guess it's kind of like, uh, if you were going to use an analogy, it's like you don't look at someone when you're hugging them. Mm, exactly. Mm, well, all I want to say is if you put the right, the right uh, hand turn on the, on the tram tracks, then maybe I would have, um, maybe I would have voted uh, Weatherall on no, the I, leadership I, that debate. That was a real clincher for a, mm. lot, for a lot of, for pretty much all of us here. At yeah, and Absolutely. you know what? You know, Jay Weatherall went to my parents' wedding. Uh, so it would be quite interesting to get my parents in to kind of say what they know about Jay Weatherall. Does this like, make mm. this kind of a conflict of interest, Lockie? 
uh, we don't want you, you know, putting yourself in any kind of risk. Well, Big Rish is, un- is unbiased. Uh, oh, that's true, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so Big Rish is a really unbiased uh, political show, so uh, that's not kind of something that would uh, be happening on, on Big Rish's. Um, they... That kind of I, I don't know I don't I, re- I don't really know him and I'm not sure if he actually came to my parents' wedding I don't know I don't know why I said that <laughs> so Tom Thompson reporting for bigger issues Amy briefly reporting Lockie Blakey reporting okay so uh, me and Amy um, caught up with. Jack and Ruby from the Adelaide Uni SA Best Club. And we kind of asked them how they got involved in SA Best, uh, how they feel about SA Best, and uh, what they do at SA Best. But also, one of the major things about what we asked them was the kind of experience they've had in this sort of... How would you describe the environment that they're in? I guess I would use the word toxic. Yeah, I think toxic is a good word to describe it. I was very surprised to find out how toxic it was. Yeah, I mean, I could have guessed that it was toxic, but but Amy and I actually went out there and we found out uh, how toxic it really was. And we realised that kind of the Liberal Club were the real bigger issue. I got involved a couple of years ago with um, NXT back then, and I've sort of been interested in uh, sort of alternative uh, political parties to the major two as... I see a big, uh, big problem with our democracy is from like sort of a duopoly or a collusion of powers, if you will. Yeah, That's so interesting. Yeah, no, yeah. I completely understand. On one hand, you've kind of got the the sneaky Labor, the the kind of um, disgusting attitude that you get from the Labor Party, and then uh, on the other hand, you've, you've, what you've kind of got there is like a weaselly, kind of nasty, elitist Liberal Party. Um, but we do like to keep it balanced on the show, so we give you both sides. Uh, I'm very much of the same. I got involved around the same time at the last federal election with the NXT, and I was very excited to get to be a part of the new university club because I definitely feel like there isn't enough political diversity on campus. <sighs> Politicians, am I right? Every single one's the same. Would you like to tell us about the kind of feedback you've been getting from the students at Adelaide University? It was very, very mixed on O-Week, just because we had some difficulties with some of the other political clubs. We have also noticed that um, a couple of the members that we picked up may or may not be uh, members of another particular political party. So so you would say there's, there's actually even a, a kind of undercurrent of, of possible collusion within members of your club? I wouldn't say collusion. I'm, I would probably say that they're just interested in seeing what we're doing, so they've decided to join up. Well, coming from what's uh, from the political centre, you know, we, we have a uh, ability to sort of like tackle things from a different perspective, tackle things from like a not necessarily ideological perspective, but focus more on the merits of uh, each, you know, policy. Or That's a really fresh take on the two-party system. Uh, your philosophy is kind of exactly in line with bigger issues and our ethos of, you know, kind of being unbiased. Look at every kind of policy on its own. So um, some people have been uh, following bigger issues might know that we have had kind of uh, unwarranted negative reaction from uh, different groups at university, uh, seemingly for for no reason. Um, Now, I wanted to ask, have you kind of felt like uh, you've had that kind of reaction from different political groups or other groups around the university? Definitely, definitely. It was very much felt when we were at O-Week. The Liberal Club were the real issue. They were very... They made it very obvious that they did not like our presence there. On on O-Week, 
we were very much badgered by some of the Liberals. It wasn't all of them, it was a very small group of people. As soon as we got there, they noticed our presence and we noticed them come back maybe two hours later and they had gotten together a bunch of printouts and stickers attacking Nick Xenophon and they'd stuck them to their shirts and just stood around the front of our stall. It felt very much personal in that they wanted us to know that, you know, this was their turf and we're not welcome and to intimidate us. That's really interesting because um, we've pretty much had the exact same experience, kind of um, had this kind of toxic environment that we've, we've kind of ended up in. And, yes, incredibly and toxic. Toxic is a good word. You know, we, we get called out and it is personal and people do come up to us in, on campus and there are, there's social media stuff as well. There's, there's this kind of pressure at all times that we need to conform to, that we need to conform to what people believe uh, is the normal way to act. Well, you know what, I think we can stand together and say we're, we're not going to do that. We're not going to succumb to this pressure. Uh, listeners to the show uh, would remember that uh, the Ondi article that was written about bigger issues. Have you had any kind of situation in which accusations were made about your uh, party? Because this is very much uh, the, the experience that we've had. Uh, there was a story by um, an alternative media outlet which um, was directed to the club that Pretty much the title was SA Mess, but then they went on about the university and how we were in with the AUU board and the clubs and how we weren't um, apparently legitimate club and how we maybe shouldn't have had a stall at O-Week, but immediately after we contacted clubs and they, they assured us we did everything all right. This all came from, like, a leaked memo. I, I don't know what that means. When this whole came out about this leaked memo and the article. We put out a little post on our Facebook, just sort of, we wanted to clarify with our members and anyone who might see our page that we weren't actually in the wrong. <laughs> we wanted to make that very clear. And we had some people on there asking lots of questions. We don't have a problem with questions, but it needs to be constructive and it very much felt not constructive at all you know this is the heat if you can't take it maybe you weren't made for this and i think that's one of the really big problems they're treating this like you need to be able to take all of this aggression and just a very much toxic environment and i don't think that you should need to be able to take that that environment shouldn't exist it feels like there's very much an us versus them they won't let it show if they would ever to support anything that another party did we're very much, I mean, we're in a unique position because we're on the centre and obviously we're not a major party that, you know, we do support policy and opinions from both of the major parties. And I think that a big problem with some of the politics on campus is that often students from the Liberal or the Labour might not feel like they could ever speak in support of another party and it breeds a culture where you can't be in support of anything outside of your own. Yeah, in my experience uh, in in uh, political office and campaigns, um, you hear a lot about this kind of attitude. Um, you hear it from social media and you hear it from like nasty stories that people have told you, but you never really get to see it. And I've never had this experience before, so it's very interesting to, to hear what you've had to say. Um, well, thanks for coming on the show, guys. Uh, it was very nice to have you and uh, thanks for doing this interview for us. Thank you for having us. It's been great. No worries. Happy to be here. And okay. we're back. That was really cool. Again, thanks, guys, for doing that. Well, mm. it was an interesting experience talking to Jack and Ruby, and they were really nice people, and it was good to get kind of 
an insight into what it's like uh, actually taking part in politics. Mm. And in starting up a new club, at, at a, a political club. I think club. if we had the Liberal Party or the Labor Party in, we definitely wouldn't have got the same insights. It definitely would have been more... Uh, there would have been more rhetoric, more vitriolic, more let's shut everyone else down. But, but you know, I think we could really see, we could be on the same page. Yeah, you're right. It's a bit more of towing the party line and a less, less of a diverse range of, of opinions and, and voices. And, you know, people aren't allowed to think for themselves uh, in those parties. Now, um, Tom, have you got any questions about it? Because you, you kind of missed out on the report. No, I'm, I'm, no, I didn't really have too many other questions uh, other than uh, what, I guess, you know, what, what they think going ahead. They didn't really talk too much about the... They talked a lot about themselves. They talked about their experience. But they didn't necessarily talk about how the party's going, uh, especially into the coming election this mm. Saturday. Mm. But it might be a bit of bad luck to kind of talk about that, don't you think? Yeah, and their, their focus was more on kind of what was going on with their club because that was quite from what I understand, it was quite a trial to deal with. Mm. Mm, a trial. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have read Kafka, The Trial, but uh, it's, it's kind of like, like that, where you're, where you're on trial, but you don't really know what you're on trial for. You don't know what people are thinking. You don't know who the judges are, that kind of stuff. It's kind of out there. Um, so, moving on, while we're still talking about politics, uh, I, I just want to say that if people listen to that and they didn't like what we said about the Liberal Party or the Liberal Club, then uh, if you're a part of those parties, you can come on and defend yourself. Bigger Issues is an unbiased platform. Now, you're allowed to come on, and we will talk to you, and we won't we won't be too harsh on you. We're not going to twist around what you say. We'll be nice. A fair go. You know, that's what it's about. Yeah, we give them a fair go. But if you're a Labour and Liberal, liberal uh, you're unlikely to kind of say anything that we haven't heard already. Mm. Yeah, but you're allowed to come on next week. Just contact us, Facebook, Twitter, Bigger Issues, at ADL. No, Bigger Issues, ADL. Is it well? I'm just going to extend this f- even further because you've already challenged Malcolm Middleton to uh, respond, uh, come on the show, talk about uh, his comments, brutal comments about uh, bigger issues. Now you've just extended that, come on the show to uh, the Liberal or, or Labor Party clubs. Well, you know what? I hadn't thought about that, Tom, but you're absolutely right. I think um, if. I'll extend my, my challenge to, from Malcolm Middleton, this, this random, random who sent in a uh, slanderous article into Ondi uh, attacking us. I'll extend it from him. Let's go. Labor and Liberal. The Toxic Two. Come mm. on. I'll, I'll talk to you on air. We can have a debate and we'll see who wins. Let's, ha- let's level the playing field here. But until we have them on, uh, you had uh, a really cool idea, which was to sort of emulate... What oh yeah. Like. Well, we found out obviously that that Stephen Marshall won the leadership debate, but let's let's see if we could even the playing field as I just said, and maybe we could do a simulation and and redo the debate. Um, I thought this was just an interesting idea that we could maybe play along with uh, on on air, and uh, why don't we just go straight into it? Let's let's hold our own leadership debate, and maybe Amy could could be. Stephen Marshall and and uh, Tom could be Jay Weatherall, and we could kind of um, start up our uh, our mock debate uh, on air right now. So um, absolutely, yeah, let's get into it. Um, so uh, Stephen Marshall, um, a lot of people have been saying that you haven't offered a good um, alternative to the Labor government. Uh, what's your answer to that? Uh, well, I guess uh, I, to those people, I would say that uh, a good alternative does rest in my party, and that. Uh, um, Hold on, could you do like a more more manly voice? 
Well, I, I guess I would say that... Oh, that just sounds silly. Don't worry about it. Um, uh, okay, uh, well, okay, the, the alternative rests in you. Let's move on. Uh, Jay, w- yes, what do you... Lockie. Well, that's a bit... That doesn't sound like Jay. That's a bit forthright. He, he was a bit more like... Well, I'm trying to, well, I'm trying to be like a better version. I'm trying to like give you eye contact. Oh, and guys, come on. Be more direct and, you know, none of this wavy, handy stuff. I yeah. like that about Jay. Well, I'm Jay. You're Steven. All right. It's not working, guys. It's not Forget working. about it. Forget about it. I, I thought maybe Forget we could... Forget about it. it was it's a bit dramatic. It's a bit, it's a bit play, it's a play around. We, it's a shame that we didn't have any cool sounds. Yeah, but I, no, we didn't, we didn't... It doesn't need sounds. It needs to be serious. The show... Bigger Issues is a very serious show. People that listen to Bigger Issues... Yeah, but it's like Q&A. You know, Q&A has a cool intro, and they have a cool host, and they have cool guests, you know, whereas that segment there just had no flair. Well... You know, I, I I agree with you. It had no flair, but I think the main problem with it is that uh, it really had it, it. It wasn't serious enough for the show. Uh, I, I would bring this up again that uh, last week I, I said it. We don't know much about we don't know much about uh, being being showy. We don't know much about being flashy. What we do know about is giving you unbiased news. Hmm. Um, so don't come on to the show lo- looking for that. I understand what people want want that in their shows. Maybe go to Stephen Colbert. Uh, very similar. Uh, maybe go to Hack. Don't go to Big Issues. It's, it's very much a, a fact-based show. You know what? I think it's time for one of our, our recurring segments. Let's play it now. Everyone say, hit it, DJ! <laughs> let's go, let's go! I'm a proud black jungle boy with the killer flow. Listen to the energy, listen to it blow. Hey! It's Baker Boy's Buzz! Before we actually, we have him, uh, Baker Boy that is, we have Baker Boy on the line, uh, but we're not going to talk to him straight away, uh, we're going to make him hold a little bit, because I did see Baker Boy at Worm Adelaide this weekend. Oh, no way. We're going to talk about our Fringe little wrap up a bit later, but I just thought, what an opportunity, uh, I thought he was fantastic, uh, I saw him, he had a big crowd, uh, and I just thought, whoa, whoa. Yeah. That was Baker Boy, you know. I've talked to we talked to him on we talked to him on the phone every week, but mm. you know, that's nothing compared to uh the spectacle. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting that we have this kind of casual like relationship with Baker Boy where we get to call him up and, and whatever and to ask him about politics and all mm. that. But we we never really see him live. I, I no. think Tom, maybe you've seen him live once. No, no, I've I never No, I watched that video and I said I, I think he's really good live and I think that's why you thought I'd seen him live. Oh but first time. You do no. forget Same. how incredible he is live. Mm. You do you separate that. We we have the kind of the We, the we know him boy. so well that we don't really think about his Yeah, we have the Baker Boy who we call up mm. and then there's the performer Performing Baker Boy. Baker boy yeah. yeah, yeah. But and it, Oh. It, well, I, it did make me think as well, like, with that's some, you know, you've been, in the, it's in the works, everyone, uh, uh, Bigger Issues Live, but it did make me think, whoa, like, if we had Baker Boy come on yeah. Bigger Issues Live, we've got a drummer in the back, there's, like, some DJs, there's, like, some other guys there, like, dancing and, like, rapping along, and, and I just thought, whoa. That's that's funny. The funny thing is that Baker Boy hates it when people talk about his live shows in front of him. He's on the he's on the line right now. We know he's listening to us. Uh, it's just fun to get him in, in this situation where he's, he has to hear us talk. Um, do you want to get him on the line now? Yeah. I, I, are you still there, Baker Boy? I hear a hard Hello. Oh, oh, hey, hey, hey. hey. Uh, we've got uh, one, pretty much just one question uh, for for you. <laughs> Sorry, cutting out. Oh, we always seem to be cutting out. We always seem to catch him kind He's of... He's laughing, though. That on the run. We want to ask you... Baker Boy, if you're there, we want to ask you, 
who you'll be voting for this uh, South Australian state election. Oh, definitely. When we have our time, because I know one day it will come around, definitely. Oh, oh we, we, we lost him there. But well, what do you say? One day we'll, we will come around. One day we'll come around and uh, that'll be our time. That sounds well, like he was kind of signalling something. I think he... Well, that has to mean that he's a Liberal voter because... Um, well, no, I will, that If I was going to interpret what he was going to say, I would say that it sounds like he is going to start his own party. No, 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 no. Well, that's absurd. I think, I think what it means is... I mean, Labor's been in for 16 years, uh, going on 17. I am 16, going on 17. Isn't that funny? I uh, don't know that song. It's from uh, Sound of Music. Anyway, uh, they've been in for 16 years and... Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of like being described as the Liberals' time, right? So I think that's what he's saying is the, that. But couldn't it be the Greens? They've never been in. It would really be their time. Oh yeah. Well, actually, I mean, part of the show is being unbiased, and I realise that I've kind of made a mistake there. You're right. The Greens have never been in. Uh, neither has the SA Best. So mm. I suppose it could be either of those. All right. Process of elimination. We know it's not uh, Labor. I um, think what it does signal to us, though, is that Baker Boy is truly. Uh, unbiased, because he doesn't want to force mm. his listeners, he doesn't want to force his political position on his listeners. It also, like it also says to us that he's a visionary. He knows his time is coming. It's not that he's like, I hope my time's coming. He's mm. saying, I know my time is coming, and like, it may, I may have to wait, you know, but I know it's coming. Well, he's got a good style in that manner, hasn't he? Because he, he's not going to say anything, but he does give us a bit of clues. Mm. Uh, you could, we can kind of maybe work out a general gist of what he means, but he's not going to actually tell us because that would kind of be biased in Which, a way. And I guess that's good. That uh, speaks to his artistry as well. You know, no good poet just like tells tells uh, the, the reader or listener what's going on in their life. They mm. use metaphors and similes and uh, other sort of tools yeah literary exactly. tools well uh i guess we're going to sort of try and really do a bit of a wrap-up of our uh politics segment before we go into uh talking about fringe you know we know that a lot of you out there are arts and culture type people you aren't sort of you know argumentative and uh you don't like to debate all the time like a lot of politicians do mm. uh so we you know thought we'd chuck that in for you right at the end uh but yeah so you know polling uh voting happens this uh weekend march 17th that's right make sure you get down have your voice heard have your say and make sure you're unbiased when you're voting all right make sure you you just where are you guys going to be uh what, what booths are you going to i'm going to a local school i don't want to reveal kind of the area but uh i'm going to be at a local school uh in a nice gym mm. so it'll be fun well i'm actually not a south australian so i can't vote in this oh. election i did not know that well about that's a bit you. of a strange thing yeah. that you would have such a i don't think we'll I think we're going to have to come back to you guys next week when, we, uh, when we'll have to give you the new stats on the bigger issues, un- unanimous vote, because you, can- you don't count in that. Oh, well, hold on. Well, this whole show is about being unbiased. Are you just going to we'll kick me off just because of where I'm from? Yeah, we are. Because you, ca- you can't have a say in SA politics if, you don't, if, you're not an S- if you're not in SA. If you're not well, an- I know there's some people that would listen to the show and be kind of appalled at what you, what you just said and well, kind of feel betrayed by bigger issues. You think we should have people from across the globe, you know, someone from Alaska, oh, this is what I think about SA politics, you know? Would no, you but the crimson thread of you kinship want runs from, through all of you us. You want someone from New Zealand, you know, have, on the bigger issues team, let Perhaps. alone having, this, having a say in our, in our... Well, I think New Zealand is as far as you can stretch it in terms of the state elections. 
But why don't we just move on? Because I'm 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 clearly getting this signal that you're you're a bit uh, biased in that I'm regard. I'm disappointed. Well, hold on. Let's move on to the fringe. Fringe wrap up. Fringe is about to end. This is the last week of fringe. What did you guys think of it? Did you see any shows? Uh, I did. I saw Next Gen Comedy, which had some young uh, comedians just getting out there and having a go. And gosh, they were they were unbelievable. I couldn't believe the confidence. I mean, I know I'm I'm, I'm on a radio show here, but they just went for it. And huh. and yeah, well, we're on a radio show, but we're not getting up here trying to be funny. Like that no. would be. Um, I can't imagine that doing that. That is true. It's quite a serious show. Do you know? Can you imagine what kind of jokes you would tell Lockie if you were having to get up there? Oh, well, I have written down a joke, but I, I don't want to get to that just yet. I think you should wrap up your next-gen comedy, and then uh, I'll, uh, I'll just refresh my joke. Well, I'll give, uh, give next-gen comedy uh, 8 out of 10. It was great, and I would recommend. I'm sure it's going to be on next year as well. Uh, hmm. Tom, did you see any Fringe shows? Well, I'm, I'm sure you saw some you know, Fringe shows. I, I am the kind of... I'm the music guy. I tried to go out and uh, find something that was not music to sort of challenge myself this year. Hmm. Uh, it was actually last night I went to Rich Hall who's this American uh, comedian. He's this sort of older guy. Um, and I was just really confused over whether he was, like, an, um, an American or an Australian or... I know he's an American now. Uh, or he was from... Like, he was talking about living in London. Were you thinking about that during his act? Were you not concentrating yeah, on no, the no, actual... Yeah, no, no, I was concentrating. Um, there was this little piece of gum stuck under my chair that was a bit of a distraction. Mm. But, yeah, it was just... He was talking about living in London and... And I was like, well, why would someone from America want to live in London? That's a mm. terrible, like, it's just clash, cultural clash. Sounds like the show was a bit distracting. Well, uh, and then he was praising Australia. He's like, you Australians, you guys are great. I love <laughs> it's you. It's like, hold on, where are you coming from here? You, yeah. America, just, London, Australia. Australia. It's like in songs where they, go, where they list off the song, uh, well, the places. He played, he played songs. He played. He had his guitar. And I just thought, is this a comedy show? You know, I specifically said to myself, I'm going to a comedy show, I'm not going to a music show, because yeah. I always go to music shows. But instead, he whips out his guitar and starts playing songs. La, la, la. Yeah, classic. That sounds confusing for you. Well, I'm gonna, I thought the songs were quite good, um, so I'm going to give him two out of five stars. Okay. Well, I just want to quickly say that I, I saw, also saw a show um, at the Fringe, which was called Malcolm Turnbull, A Life uh, by Friendly Geordies. It was uh, a well-known YouTube uh, guy. I don't really like his politics. Not very interested in what he has to say, but he does. He does voices in it. They're quite funny. I, I wish I could do voices myself, but I'm not super good at that. Super talented. Did he, did he have uh, costumes? Uh, yeah. So on the show, he he basically was in character as his Malcolm Turnbull character, which is probably one of his better ones. Uh, definitely very solid and kind of makes fun of Malcolm Turnbull, who is the the Prime Minister of Australia. Uh, he comes. He lives in Sydney, um, and uh, what, kind of lives, makes fun he of him. Lives in Sydney, but he but. He's from Canberra, isn't he? You have to be. No, from no, 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 no. Uh, He's referring to, I think, friendly Geordies. No, it? you don't have to. Uh, oh, you don't have to live in Canberra if you're the PM. So uh, Malcolm Turnbull lives in Sydney. That's bizarre. Yeah, he does. He lives at his. That is bizarre. In, what a commute. Well, does he fly there every day? That's a yeah, they often charge. They often charge uh, um, a lot to the. To the the taxpayers, but that's okay because often when when MPs are living in regional areas, they need to fly in and fly around their regional areas. A lot of Australian electorates are, are really large. Um, uh, in fact, there's one in, in uh, uh, South Australia called Grey, which is enormous. It's bigger than most uh, countries. Um, so, you know, people need to charge the taxpayer for those expenses. Anyway, I'd give uh, Malcolm Turnbull a life, kind of a, a, a five out of ten. Um, Moving on to my joke, I just wanted to say my joke today because sure. I was kind of thinking, well, Fringe is ending and uh, I wish I got to do a Fringe show. 
I'm not. I definitely wouldn't go for comedy because I'm not that kind of person. I don't really get like comic timing. I'm not. I, I don't really get comedy. Like I laugh at comedy, but I can't do it myself. So um, uh, a doctor says uh, to a patient, um, the patient's there for like a diagnosis or like like the, I don't know. The patient patient like had G- symptoms. Is like a GP. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the doctor's like, I'm sorry, but um, you're you're suffer- suffering from an illness. And you only have 10 to live, right? And then the patient goes, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? what do you mean? 10. 10. Uh, ten are you ten saying what? 10 months? 10 ducks? Uh, yeah, and the doctor says nine, <laughs> which mean, which is basically like no, like seconds. He means seconds. Does he, but, count, does he continue to count down? Well, yeah, but that's the end of the joke. I, mean, it's I get kind, it. It's funny because it's like... I mean, it's sad as well because this person's going to die. Yeah, we well, did it, die. It sounds like it. Well, that's why I ended it at nine, so he's still alive by the end of the... Okay, at the show. Yeah. yeah. So, but it, it's morbid in a way, but that's, I mean... Definitely bittersweet, yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things about life, though, that a lot of the comedy that we draw from life is, like, tragic in a way. Like, tragic comedy is, is a thing, dark comedy is a thing, and nice. schadenfreunde, uh, which is a German term, meaning, like, laughing at someone else's misfortune, is very much, like... Uh, one of those things that that we draw humor from because and it and it's kind of uh you know it's it's positive in a way because it means that we can we can Come laugh together. at anything and we, and we can kind of get up out of the muck and and like even in the darkest times you can you can find humor and you find light mm. yeah well i uh I guess that's almost about as much t- time we have for this week, but uh stay tuned next week. For uh, Nature Week, I think it's going to be. We're going to have two very special guests on. Two very smart guests. Two very smart guests. People that know what they're talking about. Because we obviously don't know a huge amount about nature and the environment. No. So we thought we'd go to the experts. Yeah, so tune in to Bigger Issues on Radio Adelaide 101.5 next week to hear us talk to some, some big names in biology and zoology. One guy even has a degree. Yeah. A degree? A degree, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's quite impressive. I mean, we've... You know, we don't like to say this too often, but we don't even have degrees. No, you know? not at yeah. the moment. We're, we're trying to get there. Um, okay, well, do you want to wrap it up, Tom? I think we should wrap it up. And I just want to say... Stop. Oh. Actually, my favourite one. Yeah, well, I just want to say that me and Amy have decided that that will be the last. Wrap it up. Uh... Uh, that we'll do on Bigger Issues. Uh, that's the last one. Uh, no, I don't mind. If he wants to keep going. If he likes it. I just think it's a cool song. Ugh. Do you not like this? Do you not like the song? Do you not like the song? Well, I thought I had a majority, but I guess not. Don't worry about it. Well, Fine, politics. we'll do another and one. that's the theme of the week, you know? Sometimes when you think you've got a poll, it just flips. And we'll see that March 17th, if that's the case. Hmm. Well, what are you, are you saying? Which poll? I'm saying sometimes you think you know public opinion, and then it just flips on you. What, where, which way is the public opinion going? Or well, in this situation, uh, you thought that Amy was going to vote with you. No, no, no. no but I mean, it's t- me. the SA election 20, 2018. Where, where, which way is the public opinion going? Because well, we it's know very evenly split. No, no, but we, we, the, the public opinion is split. But what we're saying is, like, as we know that Liberal Stephen Marshall won the debate, therefore, it, could, it will likely, you know, it looks split now, but it's going to totally, like, whoosh. Like Stephen Marshall, whoosh. Well, you know, Tom, or it could whoosh the other it way. It could Tom. whoosh the other way against us. That's what we're saying. 
Yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense. Thanks for clearing that up, guys. Um, I think even the darkest moments where we can't decide, like, I can still find some light in that. But yeah, thanks, thanks for listening. We've been Bigger Issues. Uh, we'll catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs>